0: DMVR <laughs> Draft Podcast, J Mike, Schwanman in the building. As always, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the King of Sportsbook, where right now you can bet on some juicy little draft props. Uh boy, there was some real Will Levis uh value. Uh gosh, like a month ago. If, you, if you're counting on the NFL, nfl that's where you would have had value. But, Jay mike you were saying off-air you saw a CBS mock that dropped today with Anthony Richardson, first overall pick. Um, you could get that at DraftKings at plus 3,000.
1: I mean, stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, would that be weirder than Will Levis going first overall?
1: Uh, maybe a little bit just because Levis is probably slightly more proven given his resume and and just the sample size we've seen. But I mean, we, we've talked about it so much in terms of Richardson's raw traits, like whether you believe in him now or not, his potential ceiling, you know, is it's pretty high. Like he has all the, the raw traits you'd love to see. He could be the, the best quarterback in this class if everything panned out. So, I mean, you you can see how a team talks themselves into him, I guess is what I'm saying. But to do that with Rice Young and, and C.J. Stroud sitting there, that'd be wild to me.
0: This is not how I planned to start, but it does seem like C.J. Stroud's really gotten undervalued by this point.
1: And it's weird because he played so well in that playoff game. If anything, you would have thought that would have helped him surge, but we still got the combine and, and pro days and all that, so he has an opportunity to to rise late here but that's what's going to be really interesting is you know what kind of narratives form at the the quarterback position moving forward um just you know what happens with bryce young and his size and all that and you know can cj stratt actually push him to somebody talk themselves into will levis it's going to be an interesting month
0: yeah yeah it's like it's kind of been very a very chalky draft season thus far and i expect things to get um mixed up quite a bit i think we get into one of the less chalky positions in this year's draft here with the running back class i know the boys have been on that running back grind in fact we're doubling up on pods for you this week probably get into a little more mock stuff next week but today it's all about the running backs it's all about potential Javante Williams insurance and uh, maybe even that change of pace back that space X factor that we've seen in the Sean Payton offenses of the past so um, it's a fun class to look at from Bronco's eyes and we're gonna start right off the top with the tippy top of the class this is how we do it right we start from one
1: yeah, usually.
2: I think we're at a consensus here too.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a consensus almost entirely though I don't know. Jim X Bama Love might might uh might throw a wrench in our plans here, but you you can be Mr. Chalk here, Jake, start us off. Why is Bijan presumably your top running back?
2: Bijan Robinson just kind of does everything, man. Um he's got very good size, he's got home run speed, And what I came away the most impressed with is actually in his limited reps uh, just catching the football. Man, he makes some very, very impressive catches downfield. I think it's the first play in the Texas Tech game, uh, first offensive play for Texas, and it's a ridiculous catch uh, from Bijan. He has some nice catches in the Alabama game. Uh, Runs with a nice low center of gravity. He's tough. He can run on the goal line, short yardage. Good lower body strength to push the pile also has the short area quickness to kind of you know shift in and out of uh, a foam booth and kind of make a move right before he gets to the hole. only five fumbles on six hundred career touches um, Crazy. he's kind of just got it all, man. I mean, you'd like to see the fumbles, I think a little lower, but um maybe nitpicking a bit
0: Justin is he your top back?
1: yeah, I mean he's a he's the most complete running back in this class. He's going to fit no matter what system you try and put him in. He's a three-down guy. Mm. You trust him in pass protection, although I wouldn't say he's like an elite pass blocker by any means, but Mm -hmm. you trust him out there. He's, you know, impactful as a pass catcher. He's so experienced. He's so smooth in the open field. His vision, his ability to just take over a game, to, you know, run through contact. You love all of it. He's just one of those where he feels so solid that he can't miss and there's a part of me that whenever I feel that way about running backs I get like Alabama syndrome where they had a couple of those coming out where it's like how could they not produce and I'm like what am I missing with this guy potentially but we've seen it for three straight years with him now going back to his freshman year at Texas like he's just so solid I think he's going to be a, a top 20 pick so probably not going to be in the in the Broncos range but a guy that can probably you know, go high and be impactful from day one and potentially even be, you know, like a bell cow starting back in that rookie season.
0: Yeah, and it'd been a couple of years since we had a truly like special back come through. Um, A guy who's really going to be an added factor. You're not just drafting a running back, you're adding a skill player. That opposing defenses need to game plan against and really prep against and kind of have some assurances that if he if you get caught one on one with Bijan in space, that's not going to break the game wide open for your opponent. Um, He just has that creativity and special game breaking speed on top of all the other like much more essential, important parts that you guys highlighted. And his contact balance is just like freaky he has he's able to really cut angles get super low to the ground super low um center of gravity and that makes his contact balance just absurd he's a really special player i think um the floor is like healthy deandre swift who's been a pretty productive back the first two years and i think the ceiling is like Saquon whose touches look more like Christian McCaffrey um he's that kind of special potential to be the top back in the league um and really be a centerpiece around a top 10 NFL offense and you just don't say that about you know I'm you're probably saying that about a running back once every four or five years um certainly like This last decade, McCaffrey, Fournette, Barkley, um, Zeke are the guys that fit that. You know, like, they fit on one hand, essentially. Um, And yeah, if the Broncos were to trade up to the first round and get a fringe 20 pick, um, I don't know that he's the top need you need to address. He's kind of a luxury pick if you're still counting on Javante Williams to come back. But in a Sean Payton offense, I do think he could be um, an incredible talent, and I also think in this class outside of the top four, you know, the two quarterbacks and Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, uh, you're a- anyone stacking their board. It, you're not going to have that many names after that top four that precede Bijan. Just. You're just not. Um, he's that special of a talent? So, and and because of that, he offsets a lot of the positional value stuff at running back because he's a different beast because of everything you guys highlighted and all the different facets of the game that he's going to impact.
2: He's got some like shady McCoy to his game. Mm. I think that's yeah. like the comp that I went with. I did Great think comp. about Saquon. I don't think he has the raw athleticism to that level. Um, but he, the, his ability to like, cut on a dime, which was Shady's like, app for forever and yeah, just a low center of gravity. I mean, this is a top 300 all-time recruit, according to 247 Composite, hmm. was a top 15 player in that class in 2020. Uh, he's just got the pedigree through and through. Yeah, he's, uh,
0: I mean, he's pretty special. Now, number two, J. Mike, this is your guy. I think we as a show have been pretty high on him all season. Again, I presume a consensus here, but you you never know. You never know. You guys always surprise me on these position rankings. So, J-Mike, you start us off with the number two running back of the class.
1: Yeah, I've got Jameer Gibbs of Alabama. Shocking, I know. Um, <laughs> I had him as number one in the preseason pod I did with Jake just because I love his versatility so much. But, having seen what Bijan did again, you know, at Texas, it's one of those, as much as I love Jameer, I mean, if Bijan's just insane anyways, Jameer, you know, you love the versatility. He's a home run hitter. The the threat yeah. in the open field makes him so dangerous at any point. Yep. You love that. He's only 21 years old and he, you know, has a lot of experience at this point, but it still has a, a lot of tread left to go smaller guy, So, you know, you worry about that. Um, Definitely not much as a pass blocker. You know he he stood in there at times, and you know he he had some competent reps. I it wasn't like I would say he was a, a liability or anything like that. But that's certainly not going to be his role in the NFL. I will say, as far as a Broncos perspective goes, like in a Sean Payton offense, I've com- I've compared Gibbs to Alvin Kamara all season. I just think like as a pass catcher, what he could bring to the table in terms of opening up just the side of the field and the middle of the field in the pass game. It's really intriguing, especially because, you know, he could be there at the end of the first round. He's a guy that I like a lot. And if it wasn't for Bijan, I think he would, you know, definitely be running back one.
0: Yeah, this class has a nice little distinction um, in two groups as I see it, and maybe this is because I'm looking at things through Sean Payton's a Sean Payton lens now. But you kind of have space players and you have like true running backs. What makes Bijan unique is he he kind of fits both boxes. Um, though, Jake, I wouldn't be surprised if in two weeks post combine. Everyone's like, "What?" Bijan ran a 4-5-2, which is blazing <laughs> with that kind of like muscular lower half and just cutting ability that he has. And Jameer could run like a 4-4-1 four, four, and all of a sudden everyone's gone gaga for him because he is that space player. He's a speed demon. Um, damn near 100 career receptions already in just three years as a true junior. Uh, how did you see him, man?
2: So I actually had him as running back three. Oh um, let, let me explain myself here. I'll, I'll talk about <laughs> Jameer Gibbs first. Uh quick feet, uh, very good feet, actually. He reminds me of Dalvin Cook with how good his feet are, just mm-hmm. super choppy, super um, just he doesn't get crossed up. He you're not gonna see this guy trip over himself and he's gonna juke everyone out of their shoes. Quick feet at the line of scrimmage and behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, lineup versatility will split out wide uh, yeah. slot. I mean, Alabama lined him up all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good burst and home run speed. Uh, Breaks tackles with elusiveness and agility and quickness, rather than like pushing the pile and like mm-hmm. running through people. Yeah, uh, very good stop start stop ability. Uh, has that extra gear in open space. Only two career fumbles on almost 500 career touches. None last year at Alabama. Um, just as an inside runner and like true three down ability, that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I knocked him a bit. Yeah. Um, just in terms of being a true three down back, I think there's another prospect I like more, which we'll get to, but, um, the passing game that you get out of Jameer Gibbs is probably best in class.
0: It's that subtle balance of how highly do you value the special stuff, the stuff that's going to make you unique and in four or five years, turn you into a highly paid running back because you just don't find very many. Um, who again are like guys you need to game plan against when you go into a matchup, um, on a Sunday, but they don't check off some of those basic boxes to eat. To you know, you could argue he's not even a running back, right? I've got a couple right. guys like that. Where it's like, ah, he's a space player. He's like, mm-hmm. let's not get caught up in the position because he's more of a space player. Um, and yeah, it, it, so like balancing that is a. Uh, is a tough one in this class. And I think it also speaks to where we're at in modern football. You know, I think we're finally adjusting and we're finally valuing these guys who do bring that impact in that passing game accordingly. Because you talk about the top running backs in the NFL, Eckler, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, um, Saquon Barkley, even though he hasn't shown it so much in the NFL. All these guys have massive factors in the passing game as receivers. And that's what gets me really excited about Jameer Gibbs. Um, It's, I was, I would almost compare him to like a Kadarius Tony or like a Travis Etienne guys who it's like, Mm. eh, it's not really a wide receiver, not really a running back. It's a space player. So to me, he's, he's ultimately like a top 30 prospect in this class. And that's, um, I balanced him out with some other space players. Those are kind of the next guys in line for me. And I'm really intrigued to hear who you have. Second, (laughs) Jake.
2: Uh, my guy, Zach Charbonnet, number two, uh, just brand. true three down ability, ability yeah. to be a goal line runner can split out wide, catch a pass. He actually runs really good routes, has good hands, um, but just has a very good combination of power, speed and elusiveness, um, plus player as a pass catcher can contribute in pass pro great start stop ability. Already Mm. said can run inside and outside. Only three career fumbles on six hundred and almost six hundred and fifty career touches. Um, I just always thought that this guy profiles as such a good NFL running back, and I think he's going to come in and can be a starter. He's got a little bit of Nick Chubb in him, I think. Mm. Jamie,
1: I love Charbonnet. I mean, he's he's a freight train going down the tracks when he gets going. I will say. There are times when I was watching him, it felt like it takes him a while to get going. Like maybe not the most explosive off the snap, you know, but once he gets those feet going and those legs going, he's quicker to the sideline, I think, than you would expect. Going downhill, he's so hard to bring down. I mean, Jake mentioned it. He can be a three down back. He's effective as a oh, pass yeah. catcher, though we didn't see as much of it as we saw from, you know, Jameer and, and Bijan and even Deuce Vaughn and some of these guys, but. Yeah, I just he feels like a really safe NFL pick. I don't know if his ceiling is quite as high as the other two, but I think at, at the bare minimum, like you get a guy that can rush for over a thousand yards, be a 10 touchdowns on the ground, four through the air, you know, type guy on a have a great season pro bowl type player.
0: His lateral cuts are awesome. His vision is fantastic. He is the king in this class. Of, I'm going to be able to churn out that extra yard to fall forward to get that. it's because of a strong lower half and some tremendous vision where he's just following the right um, lane. He is the ultimate box checker. He is the box checker of this class. Um, He... He kind of profiles as a system back to me but he fits both power and uh zone. He he fits both as a inside runner, outside runner because of that vision, because of that one cut and go. He's a guy whose true ceiling to me is we'll say this in cornerback classes where that like long, physical, sticky just like competitive bastard might not be a lockdown number one but it's like man you put him in a cover three he's gonna have a long ass career and probably make like 10 million um per season for for a a stretch there charbonnet feels like that equivalent of a running back where like give him to one of those four or five offenses that are running the Kyle Shanahan and he can just one cut and go while also giving you that three down versatility and he's going to have a tremendous career and probably have the upside of being a top, maybe not five back in the league, but in, you know, like, like a souped up version of Elijah Mitchell. I'm not quite there with the Nick Chubb comp. I'm just not seeing, um, I'm missing the special sauce. You know, like uh, that true power, breakaway speed. Um, There's a lot of guys that turn the corner a little better than him. Um, So that's all that we're lacking. And God, as an aside, Is it so fun to watch Charbonnet tape and see DTR be the lead blocker on so many of those runs? So many of them. What a dog. What a dog. I love that dude. Love it. And he, I mean, he's got the benefit of a really fun, like power offense the last couple of years, too.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: That offense, I
2: mean, Probably one of the closer offenses to like Kyle Shanahan, just in terms of how multiple mm-hmm. they can be, mm-hmm. um, and the roles that they ask Charbonnet to do. I mean, he's splitting out wide, running routes at times. I just valued the three down ability. I mean, you want to talk about getting a true starter of one A running back? I think that's Bijan Robinson, Zach Charbonnet. Um, whereas Jameer Gibbs, very good one B. I just in that one A role, I have a little bit of doubts. But you mentioned ETM when we talked about Gibbs. And I have my doubts in terms of that, and he's turned out to be an all-around back in the NFL. So,
0: well, now I'm really interested to hear who your number three back is, Justin. And I think I'm not exactly going to have a consensus either. Before we get to that, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. It's been a tough little stretch. No Abs, no Nuggets. Now we're getting back to it. I don't need to bet on Mac McClung um slam dunk options. just in off air. I actually need a college hoops pick for today. I'm like, it's it's a disaster. I have been winning some money on Champions League. Love me some good midday betting at the office. Nothing funner. You can't do any of this if you're not on DraftKings Sportsbook, where you got NBA no sweat SGPs, as I mentioned, Champions League. You can start betting on some NLB futures and so much more. And right now, new users can download the app, use that code DMVR, bet a $5 bet on any bet and win 200 in bonus bets. And then we're really going to have some fun. That's where you start boosting those SGPs and doing so much more. I was dead in the water. I'm right back now, boys. I'm right back. Had a big couple days here. Feeling great. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DNBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
2: See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends at Jive Hive. Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels that offers you convenience and pricing to deliver wherever you are in their area. They also offer the privacy and security to deliver to your job if you want to. Uh, Just go ahead and put your address in at jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com and get your order delivered the same day or scheduled delivery window. They're now serving Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's Jivehive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive, Jivehive.
1: Finally, we've got the Breck Brew Ultimate Game Day Experience Giveaway. DNVR has teamed up with Breckenridge Brewery for the Ultimate Fan Experience. We're giving away not one, but two pairs of tickets this spring. Uh, first, on March 9th, we're giving away a pair of tickets. Club Lexus Access, a parking pass, DNVR merch. We're really hooking it up. And If you've never been in Club Lexus, it is legit. You get complimentary drinks. They've got snacks. It's living the high life, folks. Uh, if you want to enter, go to DNVR.com slash break sweepstakes. We are giving away tickets for the ABS on March 9th. Those are going to be section 102, row five. They're right behind the Avs bench. You can literally Nutty. smell the players. That was my girlfriend's <laughs> comment on sitting there. <laughs> on, uh, the 30th, we're giving away a pair of Nuggets tickets, including everything I just talked about, Club Lexus, parking pass, DNVR gear, and more for the Pelicans. Hopefully, Zion is back. But regardless, your court side and again you can smell the players but you're getting served drinks all you got to do is make sure you're tipping generously always tip your people again go to dnvr.com slash sweeps. must be 21 or older to enter uh winners will be selected one week before each game you can also Mm -hmm. find the link in the show description
0: get that done man unbelievable deals Oh, 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 now, now it's really what flavor of ice cream do you prefer from here on? And Jay Mike, what kind of guy are you?
1: I went with Devin A. Kane of Texas a and um, I really wanted to go with Deuce Vaughn, just being honest. And I <laughs> love Deuce Vaughn so much. Oh,
0: for the brand. I,
1: but I, I can't just with some of these guys that are on the board. Um. I I don't know. I just he's so shifty. He's explosive, Um, versatility wise. I think he's up there in this class. Mm. He doesn't bring a ton of power. Really, have not seen anything in pass protection, and that worries me. I'm not sure he's a three down back. But when we talk about the upside and just prioritizing those high end traits, I think he's up there with the best of them. And I think he's a a guy that can be really effective in the right fit. I think he could be really effective with uh, Sean Payton. And again, that's kind of. Mm -hmm what my line of thinking is with these rankings and a lot of these guys. But yeah, I mean, I had a came 3, Charbonnet 4. Um, but I went back and forth on those and I, I could really be talked into flipping them depending on the day.
0: Oh, Charbonnet's so hard, man. The thing, the things you value about him, are they actually valuable? That's the question. That well, it depends on where he ends up,
1: right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, does. I, you know, and... Maybe that's this class to a T is guys who feel like typically they're more borderline top hundred guys or talking about more top 50 guys. Like he's your second running back. Jake, would you bat an eye at him taking Charbonnet
2: that is late in the first? No, especially if Gibbs and Bijan are gone, I think you can definitely rationalize it. And that's
0: and see, you know, like love the kid. I think I spoke fairly glowingly about the things he does well. But man, that feels kind of nutty, right? Like, does that not feel like in a typical year? Like this, this guy shouldn't be sniffing the first round. Maybe I'm missing I, I think, it, man. Maybe I'm just I think missing. Got it. it
2: all, man. Yeah,
0: I don't
1: know. He he feels like more like Devonte Booker coming out of Utah draft status range. I guess I would say just in terms of more than like. I don't, like you know, top fifteen, top twenty type prospect. Like Booker might not be enough credit to Charbonnet. I just mean like a guy that was really productive over a, a couple of years, and you like what you see. Blake Dre saying most years, I don't know if we would have viewed him as a first round pick. That said, Jake been high on Charbonnet for like two and a half years mm-hmm. now, going back to board, before he even got to UCLA. So I, I think it makes sense.
0: Well, and the industry's, I mean, the industry's really come around to how Jake's seen it. So he's. He's far from on an island as it may have felt like in October when he was like, man, this Charbonnet kid, I'm telling you. Um, He's special. On a real quick, to me, that's a classic. Like he's a, he's a fact, he's a um, like space player. He's not a running back. Mm -hmm. Um, And that there, there are glimpses of like, man, could this be the next great like undersized back in this league? Really powerful lower half um and some impressive contact balance that makes him feel like Darren Sprolesy. That said, um because is because is like he's so loaded to the ground, I honestly expect him to break more tackles like he really yeah. goes down fairly easy. Yeah. Um and like that was a horrible offense, horrendous offense to where by the end of the season the last month he had back to back to back 100 plus um rushing yard games against scc comp and he's like being treated like a conventional running back and that's not his game at all so it's a tougher eval for sure um as a space player he could be really interesting for a speed demon like that honestly i expect a little more creativity um he seems very like if he's got that extra beat to plant his foot in the ground and like freeze you and he's got that one-on-one in space it's over but he he's not like Bijan's on a whole other level. Like we'll get into some guys later on who are like their creativity's off the freaking charts. You you'd want them to you want to rein them in a little. He's almost like geez Aiken. Let's let's get wild with him, man. You're you're a stud. He's the fifth running back for me. I'm a Kenny Macintosh guy through and through i cannot believe he's 6'1, 210. really interested to see what he does how he comes in at the combine because he has such a lean frame if he's 210 right now he could play at 220 like easy man easy you want to talk about a space player this guy was used all over at georgia he's got the receiving chops over 100 over 50 receptions last season when they needed it most in the big games like that second half at Ohio State, it's like, okay, dial up Kenny. He's got this. Obviously, the key third downs, it was it was Bauer's time, right? Um, but like to really get the offense going, this is who Todd Munkin would dial up. Um, and he's he's just a a real space factor, way more power than Akane. Um, Honestly, to me, he's closer to Jameer Gibbs when you're ranking them than he is um, the like the fourth guy, who's Charbonnet for me. And I just think there's some tremendous untapped potential, even though he's not really a running back right now, right? Like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure this guy out. It's it's gonna be a bit of a like. Uh, Kenny Gainwell or uh, Tony Pollard where it's like you're coming in as running back wide receiver hybrid we're gonna figure that out for you but if we do and if you were in the hands of a Sean Payton sky's the limit for this kid he just once he gets downhill man it is scary scary and he just has such a fluid like his ability to change speeds and like make guys miss at full speed is tippy top of this class. And that's saying a ton with the dudes we've just uh rattled off already in this pod. So um just huge on Macintosh. I think I think he could sneak into the top 50 because of that upside.
2: Uh Dre, I've got the same four and five as you. So I got Macintosh four and, AK and five. Uh mm-hmm. I guess Macintosh first. Yeah, man. Could not be more impressed with his receiving ability and kind of like that Bijan characteristic where he can just contort his body and make insane catches that you didn't think he was capable of. Uh, Good size, has good leg drive and strength, natural hands, uh, able to put his foot in the ground, and he's got that dead leg juke, man. I don't know if he learned it from Swift or what, but, man, he can nail that move. can push the pile with his strength, uh, good flexibility and agility to evade tacklers, good contact balance. Mm-hmm. Uh just a legitimate weapon in the passing game, can line him up all over the field, plays with good patience and vision. Uh five fumbles on 355 career touches, yeah. though, all within yep. the last two seasons. Yep. Don't love that. Nope. Um, but I love the skill set.
1: Yeah, I mean, ball security is what kept him out of my top five. Even as Dre started talking about it, I started second guessing myself and I was like, ah I, I mean he's probably shown more as a running back than a Kane has. And like you said, he has that versatility of being that wide receiver running back like combo, just in terms of he has power between the tackles. He wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. like a three down traditional Nick Chubb type back, um, back in the day, but they didn't need him to be in that offense. They had so many more weapons on the outside. Brock Bowers, like this under Monk and everything opened up in a way that, Made Georgia much more lethal. I'm getting on a whole sidetrack here. Um, but that Georgia parcels. offense
0: does make it a tougher eval. Like,
1: yeah, mm, it is because it's he's, he's he's always open when he's yeah. as a pass catcher. It's kind of like some of the receiver stuff. But go ahead, Jake.
2: And he runs through a lot of wide open holes, man. Mm-hmm. There are some just absolute just mm-hmm. lanes to run through for him. Yeah. Yeah, I I swear I could run for three yards a clip in that
0: offense. And I, you know, I I suck um, if that (laughs) wasn't clear. So, um, like, yeah, it's a tough eval there, but um, (laughs) traits, upside, off the charts, off the charts. So then we're missing one of your top five guys. Is that Deuce Vaughn, J Mike?
1: Yeah, it's Deuce Vaughn, and nice. he's only five foot six, and that's the tough part with him is, you know, is he going to hold up in the NFL long term? Yeah. I will say I watched a lot of Kansas State over the last three years, and he's durable. Like, he gets up, he runs way harder than his size. Like, some of the complaints you had about Kane, you can't say that with Deuce Vaughn at all. He'll run straight through a linebacker if you don't, you know, square up and, and try and bring him down. He feels very Darren Sprolesy to me, and I I don't like doing the same school comparison that feels lazy. But That's he just way. is that you know like yeah. stat type back, but is going to be harder between the tackles than you expect. His vision, his ability to cut and make guys miss in the open field, as well as when he's in traffic because of his size is just it's so unique. Um, if he was like two or three inches taller, I would probably have him at three because I love him so much. But it's just. He's so small. Like so, so small.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah, love him though. Than, and his traits are so high.
0: More than five six, the concern's 176 pounds. You know, he's
1: and that minuscule, might be his pads.
0: Minuscule, I know. Um, and that's where like Sproles was a thick boy, you know. Like sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes five six can be a benefit because you hide behind that line and then um God, he's so tough. Because and to me, I I I'm doing him a disservice if I call him a space player, right, Justin? Like, this is a pure running back, man. Like He's this... shown
1: everything you want to see, and he did it against every type of defense he plays. Yes, like, sir. even against yes, you sir. know Alabama in that bowl game. Like, he was moving the sticks, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's just, can he do it consistently, and can he hold up?
2: Yeah, man, I like yeah. him a lot too. I think I really like how he profiles as a Sean Payton back, honestly. He kind of likes those smaller dudes. I mean, he had Sproles. he had Pierre Thomas kind of running screens for them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I just doubt the three down ability just because of the size. So he's oh, yeah. he's tough. I did think about putting him in, at five over A Kane, but I think the speed of A Kane just kind of was the was the tiebreaker for me.
0: Is he a running back? Do and like st- yeah, and how much of his doesn't essence matter. am I losing if he's not a running back? Doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, maybe especially with
1: uh, with if you're factoring it through the Sean Payton lens of like, I don't. Who knows what exactly he is? But maybe you just take the Taysom Hill approach and well, we'll give him some carries between the tackles, but we're going to do swing passes to him and screens, and we'll line him up wide, and we'll do some underneath routes, and we'll. I don't know. I just he feels like one of those guys when the ball's in his hands. He's gonna run hard. His vision is there. He's hard to bring down. Like his upside is really high. It's just the big question mark of is this gonna work? Does will this work in the NFL the way it worked in the Big 12?
2: He's the ideal day three pick, is what he is. If this guy works out, prepare to like
0: drastically change how you view running backs in the NFL.
1: I feel like him and Bryce Young are both very similar in that instance of like, <laughs> right, if this no. actually works, it's going to change the whole conversation, and people are going to start getting way more chances until a bunch more small people fail, and then we'll go right back to the, the same. Nope, give me the six five two forty guy.
0: I mean, I do. We're at a point in, um, you know, we're at a point where you can afford like one of eleven starters to be more of a track athlete than football body necessarily guys like this though i mean some ways he reminds me of eckler like i remember sitting down with austin when before he was going in the draft and he was asking me you know we were going over a scouting report and he was asking me what what some of his weaknesses were in my eyes and i i told him one of the main ones was you like you run too hard for a small back There are plenty of times where you're like seeking out that extra contract where you should like bounce it out of bounds, like spare yourself for the. And if you do that in the NFL, you're going to be in real trouble. Like you you could get away with that in division two. You're not going to be able to do that at the next level. Um, And he laughed and said, like, that's something coaches told him all the time, too. I feel the same thing about Deuce Vaughn, but Austin's like a buck. Ninety five, two hundred, you know, one seventy six. Oof. Like how how many, how many carries or like touches can I even justify for this kid? And you know, it's so hard for me too, because I love him. Like the last thing I want to be as an evaluator is a guy who doesn't like value cool guys, like doesn't value guys who like <laughs> yeah. literally inspire you and make you wanna do this shit, you know? Like, um, I'd much rather wax poetic about a guy like Deuce Vaughn than than talk about the knocks and like awkward fits um but that's like if if i were a gm and we're having a talk my coaching staff and like drafting him that i would have some concerns of how am i going to justify a spot on my 53 form you know so so that's the the upside he could he could be a media darling a superstar darren sproles would be tons of fun that's a great day three pick downside might just be a practice squad guy. He might be in the USFL in three years. Um, and that's and a way more drastic them, downside though. than most, you know.
2: Only two career fumbles on 767 attempts. No, I know.
0: I know. And like, he's doing this shit, not against D2 towns. He's doing it against the big 12, man. He was an absolute dog. He destroyed Texas, Oklahoma. TCU was in the playoffs and beat up on Michigan. He took those guys to town. It didn't matter what quarterback was in his backfield. He was a superstar. Like as a fan of college football, love him as an evaluator. Man, oh man, am I scared.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: the duality of man. Um, favorite backs uh, go in kind of outside of your top fives and I can I start adjust. to me Dwayne McBride who was second in rushing yards last season at UAB um, just barely behind, Rob, behind Roberts um, from Air Force there's a lot of Dwayne McBride that I think is he Zach Charbonnet with a smidge more special sauce that I was, that I was asking him mm. Zach. Um, he's in a bad offense at UAB that forced him into freelancing and doing a little more than he should have, but he's twitched up. He's big when he gets down downhill. Um, he's got a little more breakaway speed five fumbles this season two games where he had multiple fumbles are the biggest concern for him and a tougher eval like they were handing off the ball to him on third and 10 at uab like that often stunk and yet second in the nation in rushing yards spectacular stats um would love to see him used in the passing game more so that's a bit of a gamble but like he's not that space player he's not that Alvin Kamara for Sean Payton. He's my Javante Williams insurance. He's my Latavius Murray not being around next year insurance. And in that role, he intrigues me a lot. There are a few running backs in this class who maybe aren't the sexiest, but it's like, man, that that guy fits. That's a number two or number three
2: back. I'll talk about uh, Israel Abanekonda then. Um, I like his size. I think he's got decent top-end speed. Can run pretty violently, too, and was kind of the engine for that pit offense. He kind of reminded me of Miles Sanders-ish a bit, I think. Um, Just because the speed is a little deceptive, and when it gets in the open field, it doesn't really look like he's moving fast, but he is outrunning guys and able to take it the distance. Um, I need to see more passing game from him, but I was very intrigued by him.
1: I mean... (laughs) I like some of the more experienced backs out of the Big Ten. Chase Brown of Illinois, Mohammed wow. Ibrahim of Minnesota. Yes. Guys that are incredibly dependable have done it over a large sample size. Um, could be, I think, you know, three down backs or you trust them in pass protection. But I don't know. I just have questions. Are they going to be as impactful in the passing game as some of these other guys? And, you know, what is the, is their upside as a runner, you know, as high as some of these, these other guys as well? I think they're probably more like, you know, late fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round type picks. But they're guys that I do think could get drafted and definitely be productive in a running back rotation.
2: Bobby yeah. Is a guy that I like a lot, just in terms of like Javante insurance. I mean, this guy has ran the ball a ton. He's got almost 900 career touches. He did have the Achilles injury in the first game against Ohio State two years ago. So there's definitely knocks against him. But for a guy to maybe just come in and give you two, three years and help you figure out if Javante is going to be the same player, I think this is a a nice, low-risk, decent reward candidate. I mean, he's like your perfect day three pick, too. Did you guys both cover games that Ibrahim was in?
0: hmm I did. You did, Jake. I know. Didn't you I
1: cover a I, I Minnesota covered game? Two Minnesota games, but I think I that would have so. been before him, because that was 2015, 2016. God, I've been oh, doing okay. this for a long time now. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do this a minute, man. Um okay, he's not like I'm I'm gonna skip order, but if we cut this, if we cut this off in like five minutes, I I need to have spoken about Roshan Johnson. Okay. the texas backup 6'2, 223 so he's like I, he's probably the biggest back we've talked about thus far right
1: which is oh, not he's, like, he's yeah
0: tells you where yeah. we're at in in the nfl where the 176 and 195 like five six jitter bugs are being talked about before anyone who's over 220 pounds holy cowboys No one has told him he's a 220 pound back. He thinks he's Bijan out there. Like, I'm knocking A chain for his creativity in the open field. Roshan Johnson, if he gets to the second level, get your popcorn ready. Something insane is about to happen. He's going to hurdle a man, he's going to do some like wild cuts. He moves so well. For a 220-pound back, he's got some impressive speed. He's got some nice balance where he can like um, tippy-toe down the sideline and get gets you an extra 10. Very willing blocker. I mean, sometimes in two-back sets, used as a lead blocker, like essentially like an H-back mm-hmm. or fullback. Um, dripping with upside. He just needs to balance all those insane, fun, drippy tools he has. And become like an adult running back um, and actually be able to run some inside zone and like see a play and what have you. But as we target high upside day three guys or even round three guys, Roshan Johnson is a super fun name in this class. Kind of a draft Twitter darling because he does have those flashy highlights you can easily like fire up on a tweet, right? Um, But I just think the upside is like tremendous for this kid. Tremendous.
2: I'll throw out uh Tajay Spears also as a yeah. guy that I liked. And then yeah. uh Kendra Miller just as a bowling ball. I mean, just an absolute <laughs> just pinball in the front seven. Uh Spears has a great dead leg juke too. He can really juke guys out of their shoes. He was their Wildcat quarterback, shows how much <laughs> how valuable he was to their offense. Mm-hmm. Plenty of speed to rip off chunks. I mean, that USC game, the cotton bowl, mm-hmm. I think it was.
0: Yeah, oh Tulane. I mean, just, remember, they were a darling this year. Like they were a yeah. f- phenomenal season. He was a big part of that.
2: I liked him. He's
0: fun. Practice and M- one of the practice MVPs of the senior bowl as well, Spears. Yep. He's another guy who it's like, bro, do you know you're 205? Could you run like you're 205 and not 230 <laughs> once in a while? Like spare yourself just a smidge. Um, but yeah, that that's both a like a great thing and a curse, right? So
1: a lot of tread on the tires and has uh, some knee injury history as well. Otherwise, I think I probably yep. would have had him yep. um, at like five or maybe six. Because watching him take over that game against USC, I mean, he, he's basically the reason they won that game. I mean, it mm-hmm. took some turnovers mm-hmm. and, and other stuff mm-hmm. as well. But he was going for like 10 yards a pop and they knew that he was going to get right. the ball. He's and a beast
0: what's fun about Spears is earlier in the season, he wasn't quite that bell cow yet. So you can see him like he he's had that versatility and being used in the passing game too. So while that maybe wasn't like, you're not going to see a lot of that in the big games he had later in the year, he has that to his game.
1: That's a good point. I think he would pair really well with Javante too. And he, you know, has some of that size where you would feel comfortable. Like, hey, for two games, we need you to be a three down back and kind of get 20, you know, 20 to five carries and then kind of go back to being the change of pace after that. But I I really like him. Um, Day three, like high upside guys, I really like Jordan Mims out of Fresno State. Mm. He's smaller, more of a scat back type guy, but he's proven as a pass catcher. He runs really angry, kind of has some deuce Vaughn to him where it's like, do you realize how small you are? Maybe go out of bounds every every now and then. Instead, he's trying to drop the shoulder. Doesn't have a, you know a ton of power, doesn't have great size. Um, I've seen some criticisms of him being impatient as well, although I did not see that with my eyes when I watched him. Um, you love that he doesn't have a ton of tread on the tires because he came up under Ronnie Rivers. He was kind of their change of pace guy the last couple of years, but this year he became... That number one back, and we really got to see him be a big part of that offense with Jake Hayner. I think he's a guy that's got a ton of uh, high upside. Like Dre said, he also feels like a guy, though, that two three years from now very well might be in the USFL.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Christian Rodriguez, one of the last guys I would highlight out of Kentucky, um, gives me some Tyler Algiers vibes. Just a tough, downhill guy, a guy who really stood out in the Senior Bowl game. He's had just an outstanding career at Kentucky. Um just my concerns with Charbonnet are my concerns with Rodriguez, but I think he's a he's a guy who checks off a lot of boxes. It's not like he wasn't used in the passing game. And I think he'll be a very solid um number one or number, you know, like a rotational running back who'll be a one or a two, um, and just be like. night, He's not a guy you'll game plan for going into Sunday, but he will not be fun to arm tackle for your D linemen and running backs. uh,
1: Where where are you guys at on um, Jarek Broussard and Travis Guy? Those were two that I didn't get a a ton of time to watch, but I just kind of wanted to pick your brain on.
2: Oh, man, I think the ship's kind of sailed on Broussard. He did not play well at Michigan State. Um, Travis Dye, man, if he just didn't have the injury, I think we'd be talking a lot more about him. He's up there as one of my more notable late-round guys. Um, I've got a few other Pac-12 guys, but you can go ahead, Dre.
0: Dye's really fun, man. I'll be rooting for him, and Broussard was awesome a couple years ago. I, I just think he's going to get lost in the shuffle with these other small backs. Eric Gray, Oklahoma, shifty. He would be a Sean Payton, day three type, change of pace back, uh, quick, passing game versatility, all that um, you put on that Oklahoma tape. He does stand out.
1: Where are you at um, with uh, Xavier Valade, Jake, of Arizona State? He was a beast at Wyoming. I really loved his production. I love his physicality. I like his vision. I don't know if he has the the next level speed though. That's kind of what worries me—that getaway speed and if he can get it in the open field. But I do think he could be a red zone, you know, third down type back.
2: Yeah, man, I liked him a lot uh, last year. Just watching him at ASU. I mean, he's got a ton of touches though—nine hundred and thirty career touches. So you got to factor that in. But ran for a thousand yards twice at Wyoming. Ran for a thousand yards last year. Um, Arizona state really struggled at quarterback last year. And I feel like Valade was a guy who kind of just like steadied the waters and kept, uh, the shit moving when they were having troubles on offense. Um, I'm also going to throw out Kazmir Allen from UCLA kind of played wide receiver and running back a little bit of that Demetric Felton mold, uh, super explosive. And when he was in at running back at times this year, he was popping some big ones. Um, and then I'll throw out, uh, Tavion Thomas from Utah too. He was fun at times.
0: Justin, do you I have any other highlightables? Yeah, no, I think we emptied the clip nicely. Um There's definitely some guys we didn't get into that you know so many SEC running backs like Zach hey, Evans, Tank Bigsby. Uh Bigsby, I kind of like that guy's got some dog in him. Um
2: He runs really upright. I don't know if he has the long speed, but he's a nice runner. Um yeah. you know, kind of finding his way in the front seven and and once he gets to like the third level that's where his like deficiencies really show
0: yeah and i mean the fun part about doing some of these position previews a little earlier though as we've laid it out these are not early these are when we got to get them out is in a couple weeks we get to revisit some stuff as we get the combine numbers and there will always be some eye openers that'll force us to go back to the tape and Oh, shit. Jake, is Charbonnet really a 4 6 runner? You know, do you stand by him being running back too? Um, <laughs> be fine. Be fine. <laughs> so it's going to be fun, man. It's just, it's, as I said at the top of the show, a little chalky thus far in this class. I think it's going to heat up significantly in the next couple weeks, and I cannot wait.
1: I guess one last guy I'll throw out before we get out is just Traylon Smith. Um, he, he's, was a productive back for Arkansas for a couple years. Transferred to UTSA, got injured. Didn't end up having the season that he expected. But he, I mean, he's guy that averages about four and a half yards per carry over his career. Bounced around from Arizona State to Arkansas to UTSA, so he never really found like his his rhythm in an offense. But he did have close to two hundred carries in the uh, during his time with Arkansas. Very versatile. Like him in the open field, if he's healthy, he could be a day three guy to check out.
0: Boom. Oh. There you go. We are the Draft Pod, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Check them out. Use that code DMVR. We will be back on Friday, usual Friday pod. God knows what we'll be previewing then. All I know is I'm hyped about it already. To talk with the boys from the Schwann Man, Jay Mike, and Dr. Dre. We're out. See you soon.